Welcome, 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 you guys. I am Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. I am the founder of Kingdom Creative Counseling. I'm a licensed therapist and published author, and I help people to get free spiritually, emotionally, and mentally free through Jesus Christ. Let's get going. Are y'all excited? Today, we're going to talk about freedom in Christ. Give me one more minute while I wait for folks to come in. Yeah, we got a sound check. Okay, we are <clears throat> in business. Okay, so... um. And I hope I think you guys can hear me okay. Make sure my mic is on. Yes, we're going to talk about freedom in Christ. Now, I want to give a special shout out to my mothers. Um, for those who will watch this on the playback, I am filming this or doing this live, excuse me, on um, Mother's Day. I almost canceled it, but I was like, now let me just go on ahead. And um, so I know that <clears throat> some of y'all are just celebrating moms and getting together and uh, and celebrating these beautiful angels that we have on earth. And so I want to congratulate you, those who are new mothers in 2021. Uh, I wanna say a special shout out to my own mother. And um, this week I've heard from all um, the, the particular women in my life had that had, well, most of them, I think one I didn't hear from, um, but I'll call her. Um, but I've heard from uh, mothers that have been influential in my life. And um, how many know that, you can be a mom and not necessarily um, a mother figure and not necessarily have birth to children. And so I had my mom, mom, but I also have um, two other women that have been really phenomenal in my life had, that have been like mother figures. And so I do celebrate you. Um, I do recognize that there are women, AKA such as myself and others who have never birthed children, but you still are inspiration and you have been um tremendously uh, impacted or impactful to someone else's life. And I can truly say that even having a mom, but also having women who have helped to steer me in the right direction um, that have been in my life for years. And I'm so grateful for that. So they were not, I think he's going on and on. I know, I know. Um, but we're going to talk about freedom in Christ. And then uh, next Sunday, we'll have another topic. Okay. So we talk about freedom in Christ and what does that mean? Let me just pray. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your power. I thank you for your presence. Thank you for all the mothers today. I just ask your Holy Spirit would speak to me and through me uh, concerning your word, concerning your will, and concerning your freedom. I just thank you for it. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So we're going to talk about freedom. Uh, now, y'all know what freedom is, but for the sake of our discussion, let's just talk. Freedom means to be um, without bondage, no longer enslaved no longer bound. Uh, we sing songs like this in Christianity all the time. I'm no longer bound uh, by the, uh, uh, to the slave of fear or the slave, uh, something that in, in bondaged us. Um, it means to be emotionally free. It means to be spiritually free. Uh, hold on, let me make sure I'm good. Hold on, y'all. Okay, we, we good. My sound is good. It means to be without um, um, a bondage. And so um, there are certain specific things that only happen for those who are in, which is the word in, and in means in Christ. Not, not necessarily, I'm not referring to just some people who go to church. I'm not necessarily referring to people who meditate or who are spiritual. There are certain benefits for those who are in Christ. That means you make Christ uh, your Lord and Savior, but you also make him Lord. That means you follow his instructions, his directions, his peace, his voice. You talk to him, you speak, or you have a, a relationship uh, with God. Um, there's some people who have a relationship with church more than God. And again, I'm not going to go there, but uh, if you're a Christian, you should go to church, but you should have a relationship with God. It's not your relationship with God. It's not just dependent upon uh, solely on someone else. 
you know, uh, and we have to have a relationship not only with God, but with the, his word, because God speaks through his word, through scripture, worship, all that good stuff. And we're going to talk about some benefits, but these benefits, listen to me, only happen for those who are in Christ. It's important for us to have this dialogue. The reason why is because people think, oh, you're a Christian or let me, let me clarify. There's a stigma, I should say, in, in, in certain circles in the world. And they think that if you're in Christ, you're in bondage. Or you can kind of have this thing of all the things you can't do when you're a Christian. Now, you can't do this. You can't do this. There's many things you can do when you're in Christ. But we focus more on the things that you can do. You got to live a life of holiness. You can't be sitting and dipping and slipping. You know, we, we, we focus on that. But people don't understand the freedom that there is when you're truly in Christ. And again, I'm going to talk about some benefits. But what happens when you're in Christ, I'm going to tell you how do you get there. Because there are people who are Christians, but they're not necessarily free. You understand that people who are Christians, but they don't. Under, it's like if I gave you, um, I don't know, a, a package, right? Or a great gift. If you don't know you have it. If you don't open that gift, if I gave you a car, right, but you don't never use the car, you don't understand how to drive a car, you don't know the benefits you have, and you may still be walking or catching the bus. Why? Because you have the gift and you have the means and you have a blessing that can help you to get further in life, but you don't use it because you don't know the benefits of using it. You could say, I'll just walk because walking is good and, and my two feet get me anyway. But what happens if there's an emergency? You just going to walk to the hospital? What happens, right? But so when I talk about freedom in Christ, it's, it's, it sounds simple, but it's profound because I want you to know there's freedom in Christ and the promises and the benefits that, that we have of being in Christ. And when I was doing, because I always said, when I was studying this thing and I started breaking it down, I'm thinking, gosh, Freedom in Christ impacts every area of my life. Every area of my life. I can be free in every, if you ain't never been bound, you you, you know, this ain't going to bless your life. But I'm talking when you've been bound by fear, when you've been bound by worry, when you've been bound by poverty, when you've been bound by sickness, when you've been bound by something, a breakup, you can't just get over it. I mean, when you've been bound by depression and, and, and suicidal and things of that nature and you, and you wake up one morning, you think, gosh, wait a minute, I got freedom. And then you then you you know it. It's one thing to know you got it, and then you tap into it. Come on, that's profound. That's profound. So let's talk about this, okay? So we're gonna talk about. I think I have. We're gonna talk about the about the different areas of we that we have freedom in. I'm gonna give you scripture now. As a disclaimer, this is not an all inclusive list. There are so many benefits. We can literally take one thing and and give you scripture upon scripture upon scripture. I am a Bible studier. I love to teach the Bible and I love to read it. But I cannot give you obviously every scripture from the book of the Bible. But when I tell you, take some of these points and go and, and do a topical search, whichever one hits your spirit, get do a topical search, you know, uh, freedom from sin and you will, or freedom from anxiety. I'm not, I'm going to get ahead of myself and do a topical search, but whichever hits your heart and see how that'll bless your life. See how that'll bless your life. Um, God, God, anyway, let me, let me not, let me not see. I'm just, I'm just going on and on. And then my time eats up, but then I'm sitting there like, oh my goodness, I have more time. So we're going to go here and then uh, I'm going to hit it and I'm going to quit it and I'm going to uh, keep uh, moving on. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about putting them one another. This is not an all inclusive list and it's also not in any particular order. So it's not like the most important thing versus the next second thing. It's just as I was flowing with it, as the Holy Spirit was giving it to me, that's how I'm giving it to you. Okay. So uh, areas that we have freedom and I'm going to give you the, what the, what the principle of freedom is and then where the scripture is. Number one thing, we got freedom from sin. 
Mm, come on, saying that's 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 you know that people people will imply y'all that um you don't have freedom from sin and just, this is just the way of the world and let me just do what I want to do because everybody doing it. No, 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 no. You don't have to be bound to sin. You don't have to be bound to sin. And so uh, we have freedom in Christ, in Christ from sin. Galatians 5, 16, if you walk by the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's the principle of dominion. When you submit yourself to a higher power, that power then takes influence over your life. So you have been, uh, you either are submitted to the power of sin or the power of, of the Holy Spirit. You can't be, you know, not the both at the same time. People can say you can, but you really can't. And so what happens is because the power of God and his Holy Spirit is so much more profound than the, than the than the principle, um, excuse me, than the power of sin, because sin is a power now, it is a power. Um, but the Holy Spirit and, and the blood of Christ is so much more powerful than that when we submit ourselves, watch this, to the leading of the Holy Spirit, it nullifies so you can have freedom in Christ. So you don't have to be bound by drugs. You don't have to be bound by sexual addiction. You don't have to be bound by any type of addiction or anything that wants to hold you down. You don't got to, you know, uh, be bound by anything because there's freedom in Christ. Just tap into it. Just tap into it. Tap into it. It's not now a lot of things we have freedom in. Um, and this is a process. Obviously, therapists, you know, Christian, uh, Christian therapists is a lot of the things that mean that the moment you get a revelation of it, it happens right away. Like you understand what I'm saying? There's a process of sanctification that they didn't teach us about when I was young. You know, you just had to stop sinning. And I believe that. I do believe that. But there's certain things that you may still struggle with. But I want to tell you that you keep tapping into God. You keep going for God. You keep having a relationship with God and his word. And he frees you from it. You don't have to be bound by it anymore. You don't have to be bound by whatever that spirit of sin is trying to control your life. Okay. All right. Number one freedom we have in Christ is freedom from fear, worry, and anxiety. Freedom from fear, worry, and anxiety. I was listening to another prophet talk about, he kept talking about how fear is rooted in the spirit of pride, and it really is. Pride is about me. What if this happens to me? I don't understand. Worry. And it is also rooted in not necessarily trusting God. I know that sounds hard, but I'm going to hit you with truth. All I, do, all I can do is hit you with truth. But it is it is a, dispens- a dispensation where we are when we are uh, not fully trusting God because it's always like, what if it's always an anticipating the future that we don't want to happen. What we dread will happen. Okay. And I did a whole, uh, I have a whole workbook called freedom, uh, excuse me, uh, freedom from fear. And I also have one called fight fear, fight fear with faith. Okay. And so I can really dissect that, but I'm not going to, but we don't have to be bound. We don't have to be bound by fear and worry and anxiety. Now the secular mental health world will say, well, okay, we'll give you coping skills, but you'll never really be free. We just, you just got to cope. You know, do your grounding techniques, uh, identify the, uh, the root of the fear, you know, but we don't, they don't uproot it out. But in Christ, listen to me, in Christ, because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind, according to 2 Timothy 1, 2. I, uh, 2 Timothy 1, 1, excuse me, 2 Timothy 1, 7, uh, correction there. Uh, I don't have to be bound by that. So God, in my, in my prayer time, if I'm struggling with fear, worry, and anxiety, I got to go to the word. God, I need your word to cut this fear out. I need your Holy Spirit. Um, um. I'm trying to get through this quick, but many, many years ago, I began to pray. This is probably well, well over 10 years ago. Um, and I said, God, why, why are the things that 
um, that you probably come in the past. I don't understand. <clears throat> he said, because you have many fears. Or had, he, it was almost like he was having a dialogue with someone else. She has many fears. It's because I had many fears. <clears throat> and so fear will stop you in every area of your life. And so I may talk about that in another uh, live. I did do another live uh, live some time back called um, Freedom from Fear. But I may do another one. Not coming up, though. Uh, but I may do another one. But we don't have to be bound by fear. There's a, a song, um, Tasha Cobb singing another um organization who another organization who else sings it uh i think is it's not elevation church i can't remember but there's different versions of it and uh, one of the lyrics go i'm no longer a slave to fear guess what y'all of uh, uh, fear enslaves us it is torture is what scripture says it leads us in tomorrow it, it, it makes us not uh be able to sleep at night but we don't have to be afraid, a slave to fear because there's freedom in Christ. Tap into it, tap into it, tap into it. Then there's rest. I was studying a little bit more on what that means, the rest of God. And it was very profound. And, 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 and to be able to study that for the sake of this live, I won't talk to you about uh, fully about the definition of rest. Um, but, but rest is actually a promise from God. And so I say rest, I'm not just talking about take you a little nap. I'm not talking about um, you know the world's definition of rest. I'm talking about that place of God where there's freedom from turmoil, burden, ease, peace. There's a scripture that talks about when a man's ways please God, even his enemies will be at peace with him. It's that place of God where you are at total tranquility, content in this moment, in the rest of God. Okay? And so that is a promise from God. You can have turmoil going all around you. You can have uh, things going on uh, in your life that that seem as if, watch it, seem as if you should be getting ready to lose your mind, but you are in the rest of God. Uh, I believe it was Psalms 23 that talks about he leads us into uh, still waters. He leads us into rest. Rest is a place of restoration. Rest is a place of redemption. Rest is that place that God leads us. It's like when he sings over us and he's like, it's like you're getting a love hug from the father. He blankets, he blankets us with his love and sings over us. Rest is a promise of God, but it's only found through Christ. Okay. And I wish I could break that down a little bit further, but for the sake of time, we're moving forward. But this is not the type of rest that um, that 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 the world uh, uh, understands. This is the rest of God that only is a benefit of Christ, of being in Christ. Excuse me. Matthew 11, 28 and 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So rest is a place where you've gotten weary. Weary is like being worn out. I'm tired. I'm physically, emotionally, spiritually exhausted. God said, no, no, no. Bring that to me. And if you got a burden, something that's too heavy for you, you can bring that to me. It's almost like God says, hey, I take it. You go ahead and rest. And he said, I will give you rest. That's a promise of God. All right. Point number four, freedom from demonic attacks. That you do not have to sit there and allow the enemy to beat you up. You can have freedom from every demonic attack. There's scripture upon scripture upon scripture. If the devil is in your ear telling you what you're not, if he's telling you you're not going to be, you're not going to do, or you go hurt, or you go hurt, your, no, we're not doing that. You know why? I'm free from any demonic attack. That's why people were so afraid of Jesus when he came on this earth, the demons, because he was casting them out. But then he said, greater work shall you do. So then there's a scripture. He was sending out his 70s. I'm giving you authority. 
before he sent them out. Listen to me. Before God sends you out, he releases to you authority. But listen, Luke 10, 19, he says, I give you authority over the enemy. Nothing shall by any means uh, uh, harm you. Now, if I really, if you really read that scripture more details is over the uh, over 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 the enemy, and it breaks down scorpions and different things that you have authority over. But guess what? In Christ, listen, you you do not have authority over the enemy if you are not in Christ. It just, you just don't have it. So when the enemy comes to attack you, you're hearing voices, you're seeing things. You have no power. You just don't. We'll diagnose you with something, probably schizophrenia, schizoaffective disorder. We'll, we'll diagnose you, and then you keep it moving. But you have no freedom over that. You can get medicine to dull it. I'm speaking facts, my Christian therapist. You can get medicine to dull it, but it'll never go away. But guess what? It happens in Christ. You see, there was a difference between uh, the in Christ versus, okay, I'm, I'm just telling facts. In Christ, you have authority over that. So instead of you being afraid of demons, demons are afraid of you. You getting about your bed, they say, dog, she done, she done woke up again. We try to attack in her sleep, she done got up again. She, you know what I'm saying? You, you walk in the house and the, and the anointing, the power of God is on. You just walk in there and demons start getting afraid. They just start getting nervous. Then they start leaving up and they start packing up bags. We got to go with this. She done walked up in this house again. Why? Because you have you have authority and freedom from demonic attack, and you have authority. It's one thing to have to be free from it. It's another thing to have authority over it. You have authority. You're free from it, but you have authority over it. Tap into it. Tap into it. Okay. Freedom from oppression and depression. Freedom from oppression. And That's another freedom in Christ. Isaiah sixty one says the garment. He exchanges the garment of praise. For the spirit of heaviness. Now, the Bible does not say depression, the word depression, okay, just because of the time in which it was written and that was not, um, it may not have been a word, obviously. I don't I don't know all the Greek and Hebrew, you understand? I ain't trying to break it down, but it does say the spirit of heaviness. Depression is the spirit of heaviness. And so in Christ, again, this is the word process. This is a process, Christian therapy. Process in the process of time. Watch this. God exchange. So you get from being depressed to being praised to, to praising God. It's very difficult for someone who's really, really depressed to praise God from their whole heart. You understand? You can be saying it because you say just praise God, and you can just praise Him, but you still you still feel sad. But when God is in crisis and He exchanges, okay, you you give me your depression, and I'm gonna go and because I have authority over it, and I'm, I'm gonna give you the the praise that comes. From joy and peace and happiness. He will exchange that for you. Come on, that's good. That's good. All right, we're going to keep it moving. Um, freedom from false accusations and lies. Does anyone have anybody to lie on them who say things about them that's not in their character? You did X, Y, and Z, and then start telling folks. I got folks like that. Stuff I never said, stuff I never done. Samaria did this, Samaria did that, Samaria did this. Samaria did this. I don't really care. You know why? I am free. From accusations and lies. And guess what? So are you. You are going to experience these things. I talked about um, in my last, not my last live, but maybe a few others, um, persecution. I talked about persecution. You're going to experience persecution. Persecution is going to come in different ways. But one of the ways it will come is is through um, accusations and lies. People coming against you saying you did X, Y, and Z. You didn't do it and all that kind of stuff. 
keep it moving because you're free from that. Just because someone says something about you does not make it true. And all does not mean you have to be bound by their words and their, um, their accusations against you. All right. And so we have freedom and, uh, freedom from accusations and lies. Psalms 37 and six, watch this y'all. This is a good one. I love this one. It says for Psalms 37 and six is he will make your innocence, your innocence radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause. Um, like the morning sun come on now so he will make so what it's saying is is when you're innocent of an accusation just keep your mouth closed shut up <laughs> uh, uh don't don't keep trying to defend yourself you know it's kind of like if you ever arrested and they say you know uh you you, you want to not speak until you get in contact with your lawyers. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, now, I'm not a lawyer. I'm just telling you that's what I heard. You know, they arrest you and they say you have a right to an attorney and they start going down your rights and things of that nature. Uh, so don't don't say anything, because at the end of the day, when I let's go back to the spiritual aspect. At the end of the day, don't say anything. Don't try to defend your character. Oh, I'm Samaria. Oh, I'm Dr. Such and Such. Oh, I'm Jane Doe. And, and I, you know, you should know my character. I wouldn't do that. Don't do that. Cause it's going to fuel them even further. But the Bible says, according to when I'm in Christ now, Psalm 37 and six, he says, I will make your innocence ready. So God will prove your innocence. He will vindicate you, but he will not see you. Know how people accuse you in secret. Right. And then when it's found out that they was dead wrong. No, excuse me. They, let me, <laughs> let me take that back. They may accuse you of something all big, bad and bold. They may be all on social media. They be, they be calling folks and this, you know, and let me tell you what this chick did. Blah, blah, blah. They real loud about their accusation. And then when it's proven, because remember, according to Psalm 30, uh, 6, 37 and 6, excuse me, he's going to make your innocence ready. Then they're quiet about their apology. If you get an apology at all. Well, I didn't know what was going on. But God said, listen, just calm down. I got you. I'm going to get in this. And then he says, I'm going to make your innocence radiate. That means it's going to be evident not only to you, but to everybody. It's going to be, it's going to radiate. It's going to be like evident to other people. So they try to ruin your reputation and their reputation has been exposed. Come on, saints. That's freedom in Christ. Let's keep it moving. Freedom from eternal, freedom from eternal damnation. Why? Because hell is real. Hell hot it's real i don't want to go do you want to go i don't want to go to hell i don't want to go <laughs> it's a song it says, i don't want to go to hell hell no but i probably shouldn't have said that but hey it, it is a song now <laughs> but we have freedom from eternal damnation it simply means this in christ you are guaranteed eternal life Romans 6 23 for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, the gift of God is eternal. What why don't we just receive the free gift? The wages of sin is, is death. So sin, listen, wage, it costs you something. It may appear not to, but it's gonna cost you something. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Now, I'm not one of those people that believe that you can do whatever you want, live any old kind of way, and use the grace of God as a means to keep sinning. There's too many scriptures to prove that that is not the case. However, in Christ, the only place I'm guaranteed eternal, when I say eternal life, it means in Christ. And uh, when we cross over to, 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 to the other side, I'm going to be in heaven. I'm going to be somewhere with Jesus, wherever that is. 
Now, uh, so two things will happen. Either, you know, you'll either go up to heaven or you will have some demons to come and take you to hell. There's no in between. Okay. But if I'm in Christ, I'm guaranteed I'm going to be with him. Now, I can't, I can't make anyone else want to go. I'm just, I'm going with Jesus. Okay, I'm not going to hell because me, I'm not going to hell. I'm just not. I'm not, you know, I don't like it. I don't like nobody that much to spend my life in hell. The rest of my life in hell. Should I pass over? Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, point number eight. Uh, we got freedom from the pain of the past. You know, I talked about last in our in our last live. There's some things that you could go, you can been through, and it happened in the past. But if you're, if it could be so damaging, it can affect your today. It can affect your ability to truly um, live. And and because you're, ba- you're not bound, but you are so. Uh, stuck in the past, it was that hurtful. That was that was that and so that impactful. But watch this: um, your freedom, you're free from the past. What you were in the past is in the past. I don't care if you were a prostitute. I don't care if you were addicted to crack cocaine. I don't care if you were addicted to heroin. I don't care if you, uh, you know, like I said, you sold your body. I don't care whatever it is. I don't care if you were abused in the past and you have PTSD. Like I'm telling you, like in Christ, you can be free from whatever past is. Okay, whether it was something you did or whether it's something that was done to you, you can still be free from that. And freedom from the past is a wonderful thing because you can be present, you can live in this present, you can make plans for the future, you can be have joy and peace, you can be free from that. Second Corinthians 5 17. If any man be in Christ, y'all see that? Y'all heard that? In Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and all things, not some things, little bit of things, all things become new. That's a powerful word right there. Come on, y'all. That's the, These are the benefits of being in Christ. They are not for anybody else but those who are in Christ. That's a good word. All right, let's keep it moving. We're actually almost done. Freedom from the limitations of time. Freedom from the limitations of time. Because you know how people say, oh, well, you know, now that I'm a certain age, I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, Sarah had a baby. You know, Sarah and Abraham, <laughs> you know, when that was real, 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 real old. Now, I'm not anointed for that. Praise the Lord. I'm not anointed as Sarah was. I'm just telling you, you're free from the limitations of time. And I said, because sometimes people can, we can think we have missed our time. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, I, if I, you know, I can't, you know, you can't, maybe you think you can't go back to school or you can't uh, uh, get this or you can't, it's too late. You can't buy that house or you can't, you know, you can't start that ministry now. You can't because these, because you're too old now. You can't do it. It's not the case. It's not the case. Second Peter 3, 8 says one day is as of a thousand years to God. God is not bound by the limitations of time. That's a, that's a promise for those who are in Christ. I do not have to be that bound by the limitation of time. As a matter of fact, y'all, this is going to sound <laughs> silly, but when I look at pictures of myself even 10 years ago or even 20 years ago, I think I look so much better. Listen, I'm telling you, sometimes, <laughs> listen, we are not bound by the limitations of time, but there are uh, some of us whose time is on our side, honey, because God is just like, listen. <laughs> he's just, he's, he is like reversing time because I know I look better than I did. 
<laughs> that may sound main to you, but it's the glory of God to me, y'all. Because I was looking the hot mess. <laughs> I had pictures to prove it, which I would not be posting. <laughs> and, but if I did, y'all be like, yeah, girl, you, you, you know, the Lord has delivered. <laughs> Get you some of that Jesus joy. I promise you, little Holy Spirit oil and, and keep it moving. He'll, he'll, he'll make your skin clear, honey. I promise you that. Listen, freedom from poverty, freedom from poverty. Deuteronomy 8.18 says, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives us the power to get wealth. And I did a live some, I don't know, it was maybe a couple of years, maybe two years ago. And I talked about um, um, the spirit of poverty, which is actually a spirit. Um, for the sake of this live, I'm not going to talk about that, but there's a lot more to it. But listen, one of the benefits is that when you are in Christ, God will give you the power to get wealth. God, listen to me, will give you the power to get wealth. But the scripture also says in Matthew, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and the things in these things shall be added unto you. We don't seek wealth. We seek God's hand. We seek a relationship with him. When you are in Christ, you don't have to pursue money or seek money. Money will find you. Okay, and I'll talk about that in, in a different in a different times. Well, I always have these ideas that come as I'm doing the live, but you don't have to seek uh, uh, um, uh, seek people or keep trying to bang down doors. All you have to do is seek God first. He will give you divine instruction. But you, again, you don't have to seek money. Money will find you. It will find you. Finances will find you. Things will find you. Okay, just be in Christ. Okay, and again, there's more to it. Seek Him. All that kind of stuff. Freedom from stress. Freedom from stress. Again, that's in Christ, in Christ, you can be going through things. The people around you are like, look, and how in the world are you still standing? How have you not lost your mind? I have, I'm free in Christ. Freedom from stress. First Peter, excuse me, first Peter, first Peter, excuse me, five, seven says, cast all your cares upon God for he cares for you. Cast all your cares upon God for he cares for you. And then we talked, we, we read the scripture earlier about the burdens and exchanging that. Okay. Um, the last scripture, freedom from poverty. I can't remember if I read the scripture is Deuteronomy 8.18. That was freedom from poverty. Now we're talking about freedom from stress. Cast all your cares for on him because he cares for you. Listen, God will ultimately take care of you. He really will. He really will. I uh, I can I can be a witness to that. You know, when I first went off to, um, you know, went moved from home off on my own. You know, I didn't have anyone to take care of me. I wouldn't, you know, I, I wasn't going to call my parents because I don't think they really could take care of me anyway. But I am a witness that God knows what you need. He will supply all your needs according to your riches and glory. You don't have to worry about a thing. Okay. You don't have to be stressed out over things that are not within your, your reach and your realm. God takes care of all of that, but it's in Christ. One of the benefits of being in Christ. Okay. Uh, freedom from spiritual bondage and slavery. That's another one. We got a couple more. Freedom from spiritual bondage and slavery. Galatians 4, 7 says you are no longer. Oh, excuse me. I was, I was, about to, I was thinking of that song. Hold on. <laughs> uh, Galatians 4, 7. You are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, uh, since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. So you are no longer a spiritual, uh, you are no longer a slave to anything. You don't have to be a slave to anything because your allegiance now is a, now you are an heir, an heir of someone who, who, who has an uh, inheritance, who belongs to a king. You're an heir. Okay. Galatians 13, oh, excuse me, uh, we were free from generational curse. This is a scripture, I believe it's in Deuteronomy. It talks about when a man is cursed, he will be cursed, cursed to the third and fourth generation. Okay, to the third and fourth generation. So what happens is 
um, when when maybe and this is not we can think it's not fair, but Christ rectified uh, our 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 sin nature for this. But when a family member has committed uh, uh, treason, right, against the nature of the laws of God, he is now cursed up to, that means, let's say a great-grandmother, great-grandmother, this other, great-grandmother, grandmother, child. And sometimes the, the, uh, the next generation is going to be cursed. But watch what Jesus says. Watch what the, what the, what the freedom from Christ is. It says, uh, Isaiah, no, I'm sorry. Let me look at this again. Uh, Galatians 3.13, excuse me. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now, to give you more context, this does say, according to the law, a man who dies on a tree is cursed. Okay, it said that. So what Christ did, he, he became a curse is what the scripture says. He became a, uh, a curse because he died on, on, um, he died on a tree in essence. He, he took on that, 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 that curse for us so we can no longer be bound by the curse. Right. And so Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law when he died on the cross for our sins. All right. So that's, uh, Galatians 3.13. Um, what else? Okay. Freedom from the opinions of other people. Let the church say that what you what you, what you say about me does not matter. Cause there's sometimes when it can be hurtful, and um, there's a thing called word curses. We do this in inner healing. We get, we identify all the word curses that you said or that was spoken over you. You'll never be nothing. We just like your daddy. You know, your daddy was was uh, was uh, was was this, and you'll be that. You don't have to be, you don't have to be bound by the opinions of other people and these word curses that are spoken over our life. We don't have to be bound by that. So Isaiah 43, 1. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Yeah, Isaiah 43, 1. Yeah, I'm the, Isaiah 43, I've called you by name. Now you belong to me. Isaiah 43, 1. I have called you by name. Now you belong to me. So this is what I give you context for. Don't concern yourself about what other people have to say about you. What does God have to say about you? God is a revealer of other people's motives, but he is a revealer to you, to you. He was a, he is a revealer of you to you. And for the sake of time, um, I won't go through this in detail, but I remember years ago, this is maybe 25 years ago. I began to see God, God, what is my purpose? What is my calling? And he began to show me a person. Listen, he showed me a person that I did not recognize, but I knew it was me. And I, and so as time went on through the process of time, I had become, and then and what God showed me, and I'm still become what God showed me. So the point I make with all is that when God says something about you, the opinions of other people really don't matter. Because what the because if God calls you blessed and someone else said no, you really curse, whose report will you believe? This is what he said at the beginning. Adam E said, Who told you that you were naked? When when did this happen? And a lot of times people become bound by the opinions of other people because we call it um cognitive distortions, what you believe about yourself, what you believe about the world. You it's now framed for you to think negative about yourself. But you get in his word again, you get into his word. We'll talk about that in a minute. How do you uh, how do you have this freedom in Christ? Get into his word. God, what do you say about me? Even when God is trying to correct you or chasing you, it's not from a you, you know, a, a negative constant. It's more from a place of he's trying to make you better. It's all love. So God may say, Hey, um, you know, you're dealing with the spirit of fear. 
but I'm gonna, it's all it's like I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna help you to be delivered. We just gotta identify what the problem is, right? Keep it moving. Freedom from a false narrative or false identity. Freedom from a false narrative. You this is what is going on in uh in the world's an identity problem. Simply means this we can form our own identity. What I choose to be, that's what I'll be. But a lot of times we take on a demonic nature because we really are listening to the voice of demons telling us this is what you really are. Don't you feel this way? Watch this. I, uh, Psalms 103. It says, know ye the Lord. He is God. We are not God ourselves. He is God. It is he who have made us and not we ourselves. The only thing God never gave us authority to do is to, and I say this respectfully, we do not have, we're never given authority to form or frame our own identity. Your true identity, who you are, is only found in Christ. So you're going to say, God, who am I? What am I? What do you want me to do? Because who you are and who, what you do are maybe two different things. Who are you called me to be? It doesn't matter what people have said about you is what I said earlier. But you want to know what your true identity is? Ask God. And then also remember that when there's areas, because we live in a fallen nature, right? We live in a fallen world. God will frame you to be the person that he has called you to be. So you can say, you know, you can be somewhere now and God said, you're a preacher. I'm a, I called you to be a preacher. Okay. He's going to help you and mold you and continue to move, mold your personality so that these voices in the background, I mean, the respect of these uh, thoughts that come against you, not, you not, you not, you not, you not. They no longer matter because it is God who, you want to know who you really are? That's, that is what the world wants to know. Who am I really? And they make the mistake of just, this is why I feel, this is who I am. That's not the case. Just because you feel it does not mean that's who you are. God, what do you say that I am? Because the enemy has an identity for you. Who is Satan? He has an identity for you. And it's always meant to take you away from God. There is power, authority, and, and, and revelation, and dominion, and, and all these wonderful things that happen. And it's only found through your identity in Christ. Freedom from offense. I did a live last week. I encourage you to listen to it. It was really, really good. Uh, I just talked about the spirit of forgiveness. Um, and, and so you don't have to be offended. Even when people do things that are offensive or they say things, I was just having this, you know, again, a conversation with God, because I talk to God a lot. And, um, and I realized that sometimes people say things and they can, they, they are well intended, but it can be kind of offensive. Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like asking, do I want to give you examples? Anyway, no, I'm not going to give you examples <laughs> because it's not, you know, sometimes people are well-meaning where they may say things that are kind of off. And it's like, well, you don't say that to somebody. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, let me give you an example. Let's say you got uh, a couple that's married. I'm not, I'm not trying to go left. And that couple just happens to not have children. Sometimes people can say things that are offensive, like, oh, you got kids yet? Well, y'all don't want kids, but you don't realize they're struggling with infertility. And I guess that's a, that's a big stretch, but there's all kinds of offenses that come. And sometimes the offenses could be from people who are well-meaning, but they just don't have a filter or they don't understand and they don't can't see someone, someone else's perspective. And they may say things that are kind of off um, that are offensive. Or you could be like just generally 
they just nasty and they do offensive things. Like you understand what I'm saying? But either way, the spirit of forgiveness is there, or forgiveness is uh, something you should practice. And I, again, it was a very, very good live. I encourage you to uh, watch that. But First John one nine says, "If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just, and He will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness." You don't have to be embittered on offense. You don't have to be bound by the past. Um, the only antidote, antidote, excuse me, for for offense is, is forgiveness. But when we don't forgive, we go into bitterness and resentment. Which again, uh, watch that live. But let's say, for example, you have maybe done something against the nature of God. Maybe you have uh, broken uh, a rule, not a rule, but maybe a principle of scripture. Um, whatever that offense is, and if, uh, an offense can be anything. It could be huge. It could be not so huge. People are going to be quick to remind you of your past, regardless of how much of the past it was. It could be 30 years ago. People say, oh, good. I remember. You know, I still meet people now who who come at me like I'm, I'm you know, 15-year-old Samaria. <laughs> you know, I just want to get them right. Anyway, I'm not going to do that. But the point I make with all that is that any offense will uh can be can you don't have to be bound by the spirit of offense is what i'm saying okay so that was first john one nine last few things here last few things we like literally the last five minutes um how do i get to freedom in christ one you must be in christ you must be in christ when i say in christ you have to confess christ as your savior but it cannot just be you know i got saved you know five years ago when i go to church on sunday you have to have an active relationship with god an active relationship with God because there are layers to this. There's layers to this. And again, it's kind of like um, the more the more you begin to see God, the more revelation he reveals to you about his promises that are specifically for you. Okay. But you must be in Christ. And remember what in Christ means. It's not just going to church, not just my, you know, my name is now on the roll of heaven. And so if God was to crack the sky, that therefore I'm going to uh, travel on to see what the end will be. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. You have to be, you have to have an active and regular communication with God. Okay, and that's where the freedom begins to come from. You have to let go of idolatry. You know, I, I said it before, I'm bold about it, and I don't care who's offended by it. A lot of times people don't have to get to the Holy Spirit. That's why you lean on de- uh, uh, beads and horoscopes and, uh, and and sages and all that kind of stuff to cleanse yourself. None of that stuff works. It's all demonic. Or, you know, Buddhas and all those kind of things because you don't have the real Holy Spirit. Um, God, idolatry is the worship of any idol you are you can worship yourself as an idol i'm all about um uh, affirmations and self-care and, and loving yourself um i i believe in that I wrote a book called confidence about that but you have to let god is not going to share space with you and your idols you can't have the holy spirit and your little beads your holy spirit and your little tarot cards you understand what i'm saying it don't work that way you have to let all that go and if you don't let it go you say, oh, i'll have my jesus in it well you have made a decision to stay bound i'm gonna say that again if you have your idolatry, which is exactly what it is, witchcraft, your horoscope, your tarot cards, your beads, uh, your sages, your whatever it is that you do, that you keep mixing, you can't mix Holy Spirit in with that. What happens is you can say, Well, I can have that and be in Christ too. That's what you think. That's what you think, but it's not gonna happen. The Holy Spirit says, No, I'm good. You have you have your demons. He's not gonna share space with that. So you cannot have true freedom. And you operating in idolatry of any kind. Okay. Now, if you don't like what I said, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> um, you have to know the promises of freedom. 
you have to know the promises. How do I know the promises of freedom? How do I know the well, promises come? Again, getting in it, you have to have a relationship. Well, we live in a generation where people do not read the scripture. You can clearly tell. You can tell by that people don't read the scripture. Stuff they say, stuff they come. Well, I feel, I think. God is not involved with your feelings or what you think. It doesn't make sense. Uh, or, or we seek Facebook or social media for scriptural dialogue about stuff that's clearly written in scripture. What do y'all think about this? You have a Bible. Open it up and read it. And it'll tell you what God thinks concerning a matter. Not Facebook. We consult with people who don't really have God about what God's mind is. I don't get that. His word is the scripture. So if you want to know his mind, ask him. Ask him. And then if you want to seek, obviously, Bible teachers, seek people who actually have a true relationship with God. All right? Invite Holy Spirit in. Um, there's a really good book called Good Morning Holy Spirit. It is a classic by um, by Benny Hinn. Y'all should uh, know it by now. Um, but it's called Good Morning Holy Spirit. Read that book, y'all. Because he, he, I think for me, I've read different things other than the Bible on the Holy Spirit. But I think that was probably, in my opinion, one of the most profound books on just the nature of Holy Spirit and how he, you know, the Holy Spirit is just how it, it operates. Just he just he just talks. It just, it's very simple but very profound. Um. Uh, yeah. So just invite Holy Spirit in and have a, a regular dialogue, and then you have to develop trust God. When I say trust God, I'm not just saying oh just trust God. Trusting God sometimes is hard because sometimes you have things around you and you're like God, I don't know how I'm gonna get out of this one. I have like, whoa, this is different. This hard. But when you develop a relationship with him, God will speak to you concerning what his promises are. We're done, y'all. But I want to give you an example. I was going through some things and I kept having to go to God. And God said, this is what I told you. This is where I sent you. This is what I say. I am God and I change not. Trust me. Trust me. Just trust me. You know, people change their mind. I don't change my mind. You know, and so God began to speak to me concerning his nature. You know, um, I remember some years ago, I was in a situation. You know, y'all might be like, she in a whole lot of situations. But what I'm telling you is, you know, through the process of time, God's developing you into his anointing. You just go through some things. But I remember I was going through some things, time of uncertainty. And just a time of uncertainty. And I was like, God, I don't understand why I'm I here. I, I, I did everything you wanted me to do. I I did, I did, I made the right phone call. And here I am in this situation. I never wanted to be. I don't, I'm, I'm just, I don't know what to do. He said, just trust me. Just trust me. I wrote a book uh, from that. I think I wrote this book maybe. It's not a new book. I can't remember when I wrote it. I read so many books. I don't remember <laughs> the year that I wrote the book. Um, but it's an older book. But I was called Trusting God. It's not easy, but it is worth it. Uh, I remember again, another uh, so uh, years. I was getting ready to step out of the will of God. I was getting ready to step out of the will of God. This is this is this is a whoa long 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 time ago, um, because it just seemed like that's what I should do. I'm just done here. Let me just go on and move on. And um, and and I wasn't even thinking about. I didn't, didn't go into prayer, nothing like that. But God said this. He said to me, "Be still and know that I am God." He was saying, just calm down. I'm, I got you. I'm God. 
And I've had times even now, just be still, Samaria, and know that I'm God. All right? There's freedom. And again, these tips, look them up. If the scriptures that hit your heart, um, look those scriptures up. Look them up. And to get more revelation, I only gave you one scripture for each. Look up. There's more. so much more. All right? So we'll be back another time. Well, I keep saying it's gonna be the same time. It's Sundays at five o'clock for those who, uh, for those who um, can join. And I know that this is Sundays odd hour, um, but just uh, full disclosure, y'all, my I work Monday through Saturday. Um, my business continues to grow, so Sundays is the only time I really have to do like this type of stuff. And so, um, but I know a lot of times people are like. Uh, at church or, or going to evening service and things like that. And so uh, as my time, uh, if I restructure my time, as God begins to open up other doors for me, I'm going to have uh, a different time. But as of right now, it's going to be the same time. But again, if you want to check me out, www.samariacobra.com, www.samariacobra.com. I do not respond to DMs. I do not respond to any DMs on any social media platform um, because of my healthcare provider and I have to prevent, protect HIPAA, which for those who is is a healthcare privacy protected, and sometimes I have people who hit me up on those platforms, but they really don't need like a consulting, or they don't need a book being written or something. They need like counseling, and so I just try to have those healthy, um, healthy boundaries. Okay, not because of being mean or or I want to make things difficult, but it's www.severicobra.com. If you want to know more about uh, my private practice, again, I'm a Christian faith based. Uh, therapist. Um, we do accept insurance. It is www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com. www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com. You must be a North Carolina resident. Okay. Um, and again, if you want to know, I do do some a lot of work with leaders um, uh, from an emotional and mental health standpoint. And I've also um, I started the process of started the process of launching my uh, consulting uh, business for that. But you can check that out at www.transformingchristianleaders.com. Okay. Thank you so much. We'll be back next week. Have a wonderful day. Be blessed. And again, happy Mother's Day. Big hugs to all the mothers. Virtual hugs to all the mothers in the world. God bless you. Bye.